Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Midtown Atlanta, it's time for Health Connect South Radio. Now here's your host, C.W. Hall. Hey, what's up, everyone? It is CW. Thank you for checking out the Health Connect South radio show. On this week's episode, we're going to be taking a look at the benefits of cardiac rehabilitation and some opportunities that we have in the patients who need cardiac rehabilitation to improve the number of patients who actually get involved in this important process to recovery after a major cardiovascular event. To give you an idea of what we're talking about when we say cardiac rehabilitation, it is a medically supervised program, typically consisting of 36 to 40 sessions or so consisting of exercise training, education on heart-healthy living, counseling to reduce stress, and help patients to return to an active lifestyle and recover more quickly after that cardiovascular event. It involves a multifaceted and highly individualized approach where they're trying to assess where one person's individual physical, mental, and social functioning is sitting uh, at their baseline and try to get them as close to that normal function as they can after a heart-related problem. The typical types of things that we're talking about are, of course, heart attack and and heart surgery after a heart attack, Um, chronic stable angina, heart failure where the muscle of the heart is not pumping as well as it should, folks who've gone through cardiac transplantation or maybe have valvular heart disease. These are all patients who are going to benefit from participating in a supervised cardiac rehabilitation program. Now, to give you an idea of just how serious this problem is, every year, roughly 915,000 Americans will have a heart attack, and more than 30% of those are going to have a second and potentially fatal event. This is coming from the American Heart Association's uh, paper they put out on cardiac rehabilitation facts from 2013, so they're fairly current. Cardiac rehabilitation reduces the risk of a future cardiac event by stabilizing, slowing, or even reversing, in some cases, the progression of cardiovascular disease. And patients with other cardiovascular diseases such as valve repair, heart failure, also benefit from these cardiac rehabilitation programs, such as exercise rehabilitation. Yet in spite of the fact that we know that it works very well for these patients in terms of prolonging their life and avoiding a a repeat event, only 14 to 35% of eligible heart attack survivors and 31% of patients after coronary bypass surgery actually participate in a cardiac rehabilitation program. Clearly, we have a huge opportunity to get more patients involved, help improve those patient outcomes, and clearly it's going to have an impact on our overall annual health spending cost as well. There's a number of reasons why patients report low participation in cardiac rehabilitation. One of those is a lack of referral or a strong endorsement from the patient's physician who says, hey, you really need to do this. It's very important. Or if they even make that recommendation at all. Of course, insurance and and how one is covered and the patient's financial obligation to take care of that kind of treatment comes into play and as well as their work schedules and logistics. Do they have a ride and a way to get to and from their cardiac rehabilitation? These are all factors that can come into play with regards to whether or not someone participates in a program. And the other thing is that these cardiac rehabilitation program centers aren't necessarily widely spread. So it is very possible to have to drive a number of miles, sometimes quite far, to actually get to one of these programs where they can be overseen by the cardiac rehabilitation specialist. So just having access to a program is a big issue. And today we have Harsh Bathsangam. He's one of the founders of a company called Moving Analytics. They have a technology platform that they are deploying, working with 
patients that are in this category. They've had a cardiovascular event of some kind, and they're trying to improve the level of compliance and engagement of those patients in these cardiac rehabilitation programs. So, Harsh, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk about what you all are trying to achieve with this platform. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for the opportunity to speak to you today. Introduce folks to the company and its genesis. I know that you you come from a long background in computer science, so all about the technology and what it can accomplish. But how did this concept come together, particularly aimed at this particular group, cardiac rehabilitation? Sure. Yeah. So um, I did my PhD in computer science, where I specialized in uh, uh, mobile technologies and how they can help people lead healthier lives. You know, basically, we built a lot of apps that would sense patients' behaviors and then motivate them or intervene in their lives to encourage more positive behaviors, like sit less or be more active. So around the time I graduated, I basically uh, had built this application that motivated older adults to become more physically active. And it was, you know, it was a huge success. Like we trialed it in a uh, uh, citizen's facility and you know, a lot of people were extremely active by using our uh, app. But I think what we learned from that was, you know, that's a very nice uh, uh, value proposition, uh, but it's not necessarily something that is effective because it deals with prevention as opposed to something where someone might actually die if they're going to be physically active. So we took a look at what we had and we thought, like, what is the situation where someone would die if they're not exercising enough? And we met uh, folks from the American Heart Association, and they actually introduced us to this problem of cardiac rehab, um, where they said, hey, you know, this is a big issue. You know, after a heart attack, it's really important that you're put on a cardiac rehab program where exercise is a big component. If you're on rehab, your risk of readmissions reduces by half. Your mm. life expectancy doubles. We picked up on that hint and you know, did a lot of due diligence to understanding cardiac rehab. And that's uh, what brought us uh, here today uh, with this company. And as I was reading this piece, it was talking about some of the main reasons for low participation in cardiac rehabilitation are lack of a referral or even a strong endorsement about it from the patient's physician. So clearly there's an educational opportunity there. And then uh, obviously health insurance coverage and whether or not they have a payer that can cover the, the cost of this type of care. We can talk in a bit about expense to the patient if possible, but also obviously conflicts with their work and home schedules. And just being in a place where maybe they don't have access, maybe they're in a rural area where there's not good, I would assume there's some measure of interaction they need to have with some healthcare providers. So maybe they don't necessarily have that readily available. Your application is able to take advantage of some of the telehealth components that we have these days by giving them data um, and reminders around medications and so forth that help them be a little bit more compliant with the regimen, sounds like. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. See, like if I were a patient participating in a rehab program, uh, I, you know, we are based in Los Angeles. So the nearest one, a nearest rehab center from downtown Los Angeles is about like 45 miles away. So really? think about driving to it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like think about like driving through LA traffic one way, let alone both ways. And then you have to wait uh, for about half an hour before your class starts. And then you have an hour long class. And you have to do this 36 times to complete your rehab program. So for many patients, you know, if you're working a day, uh, you know, a day job um, or if you're working an hourly wage, it's simply a no-go, uh, even if it was free for some time, right? So because there's an opportunity cost of missing out on your work. 
besides that, you know, it, it can cost up to $1,800 out of pocket to participate in these programs, especially if you're on like a Medicare Advantage plan or some private insurances. Mm-hmm. So the, you mentioned access, like there are some states where there's like only a single cardiac rehab facility for the entire state. So that, that's like the uh, lack of access we're talking about here, right? So that, these are all reasons why patients don't attend. So, you know, and I think what we want to solve is what we're trying to imagine in our company is if cardiac rehab were created today, how would it be done? Like, how can we leverage the latest and greatest of technology to enhance that patient provider relationship? Really, like, remove all of these barriers. I, you know, I think one of the ways technology can help is it can scale care to a large number of patients and reduce costs that way. Definitely, you, in, in today's world of Skype and video chat, you, know, you, you can still have that face-to-face interaction with your provider and that coaching even while you're sitting in, in, in the comfort of your home. Hopefully you're not sitting too long. Hope you're exercising, <laughs> but it is possible today. And how would cardiac rehab look in today's, uh, you know, in today's modern world? And that's the take we're trying to bring without sacrificing on the evidence and the already great work that has been done in cardiac rehab today. So historically, when it comes to cardiac rehabilitation, you, you talked about the paucity of rehabilitation centers. And, and I would have never guessed as pale, if you will, in terms of its volume, I never would have guessed that it's in a city like Los Angeles, for example, that there was, you know, that from the city center, that it'd be 45 miles to a nearest rehabilitation facility. What kind of facility are you typically looking at around cardiac rehabilitation? Yeah, typically these are uh, outpatient, outpatient facilities. Um, so there's a, um, a rehab team uh, usually headed by a cardiologist who's an, uh, an MD cardiologist. Um, and then there's a team of four to five nurses or uh, three nurses and two exercise physiologists. They're usually a separate unit from the hospital, though that is changing now as well. It's in the same uh, building, but, it, but it's also a separate department. So that it's, uh, you sh- and that's actually been a great deal for us because we can deal have direct conversations with these teams uh, without necessarily uh, you know, bringing in the rest of the hospital in as well. Yeah. Do they typically co-locate with other rehabilitation facilities that they have for, say, orthopedic or traumatic injuries or work-related injuries that you'll find on a hospital campus, or is it separate from those even? I would say differ depends on each hospital, but uh, on average, uh, there's usually an outpatient building uh, which houses, you know, some, something from hip replacement, uh, after hip replacement, so anything like uh, exercise physiology there. But also, it, typically, the same cardiac rehab program also runs a COPD program uh, mm-hmm. for people with COPD. Those are the same office; they share the same space, uh, but they are usually a separate uh, location from other potential uh, readmission causing conditions as well. Talk about what we're doing. When I'm, when I'm a cardiac rehabilitation patient, what do I need to be doing? What are, they, what are the activities and behaviors that they are trying to get me into that I can hopefully then after a period of time, as you talked about 36 sessions, after I've gone through that process, what are they trying to teach me and instill in me? So I'll hopefully carry, I would imagine I, I'm yeah. supposed to carry some of these activities forward past that period. Yeah. So typically the person who gets admitted to these programs, they just had a heart attack, right? So they just got discharged from a hospital. And the purpose of this rehab program is to make sure you don't get a second heart attack or you don't have another clog in your uh, arteries uh, that can, you know, for which you'll need a bypass or something like that. Essentially what uh, that rehab program is trying to do is to teach you techniques uh, to reduce your risk of any kind of cardiovascular disease in the future. 
And that has many components and often it's personalized for each patient. But the most important component is uh, exercise, so supervised exercise after you're discharged. And typically what they do is they place you on a treadmill, uh, they hook you up to EKGs uh, to for your own safety, and they monitor you while you exercise for a certain period of time. So uh, usually it's about 15 to 20 minutes. And then over the course of the program, they gradually increase the duration and intensity of the exercise. So you're improving your cardiovascular fitness. There are other components like uh, identifying barriers to uh, you taking your medications or counseling because many patients you know, suffer from depression because it, you know, they just got a heart attack and they're mm -hmm. confused. It also includes weight management, uh, diet training, teaching you not to avoid red meat, go low on the salt. And, uh, and eat more healthy uh, foods. Um, so, uh, and identifying problems there as well. So really it's like a lifestyle intervention mm -hmm. and an exercise training program that uh, is specifically designed to reduce your cardiovascular disease risk. So talk about, and, and based on what you were saying earlier, typically on the old model, I would need to get myself to one of those cardiac rehabilitation facilities to be able to do this stuff yep. under their under their supervision. So where yeah. do you fit uh -huh. into the mix such that we can address this problem of somewhere between a less than one in six to possibly a third of eligible patients uh, participating? How do we get the other two thirds or three fourths uh, of those folks to to take part in the cardiac yeah. rehabilitation? Yeah. So, you know, our goal really is when you work with providers, uh, we ask two questions. How can we increase enrollment that uh, that uh, you know eighty percent of patients who don't even touch uh, touch your clinic? How do we bring them in for at least a few classes? And the second question is your existing patients. How do we make sure they stay in the, uh, in the program longer? The way we do that is we essentially work with a cardiac rehab facility, and we come up with a hybrid program that consists of upfront a few visits for the patient because it's still important that they, in the beginning, they're under, stay under supervision of a nurse, direct supervision. Mm -hmm. But then depending on the patient's needs and severity of conditions, we transfer them to a home-based program so that they still receive the benefits of cardiac rehab, but it's uh, something that's much more convenient for them. For the facility, the advantage is they get to bring in more patients uh, because more patients prefer uh, programs with fewer classes, mm -hmm. but still don't want to give up on the uh, benefits of rehab. They also get to fill up their classes more uh, because well, more patients attend these classes as well. That's kind of like the value that we provide. Um, in, in, in a, of course, a lot of uh, hospitals are transferring, are trans changing to a value reimbursement model where they pay like a fixed amount for the entire duration of care, 90 days post-discharge. In such a setting, we're, we're actually testing out models where it's almost completely home-based. So you have a, a care manager who calls in for you every week and checks in on your condition and supervises you uh, as you do your program at home. And uh, the theory, at least, is that that is much more sustainable because the patient is learning techniques that they can use to self-manage their care. And so once they uh, you know, get to a certain level of proficiency, even when the care manager is not with them, they're able to sustain their uh, healthy lifestyle uh, much longer. So that's the, that's the value that we're providing there. We've been talking with co-founder of a company called Moving Analytics. Harsh Bathsangam is joining me on the show, and we're learning how they're facilitating more engagement of cardiac patients into cardiac rehabilitation. And clearly, we just, we, we just talked about some of the value, Harsh, but you're a technology platform. So how are you using the technology to do this? 
What I mean, what's yeah, the what's question. the what's the interface? What how do what are we seeing? Yeah, so uh, our technology. So uh, one step. Uh, let me take a step back and just say, I think technology is not necessarily the solution. It's really uh, a enhancement uh, of what is already there in mm-hmm. a system, uh, in a hospital system. So you know, I think our philosophy behind this is. You know, you guys as nurses and as doctors, cardiologists are doing a great job taking care of your patients. Let's make that accessible to more patients uh, in your population. And let's use, and we see technology as a vehicle to achieve that. Um, having said that, so the, the different components is uh, we have like a case management system uh, that is based off an evidence-based program called the MultiFit program. Uh, the MultiFit program was originally developed at Stanford University. It's a home-based cardiac rehab program with over 20 years of evidence behind it, uh, showing that it has the same outcomes, the same improvement in functional capacity as in-person cardiac rehab, while also allowing a much larger nurse-to-patient ratio. So in the MultiFit program, one nurse could handle 200 patients simultaneously in a year. So, um, and so that's a huge uh, uh, gain in efficiency. What we've done is we've taken that program and we've digitized it into this case management system and really made it simple and easy for any hospital to deliver it to that patient population right out of the box. What In our system, essentially, a nurse is given this case management system, which is web-based, and he or she can essentially create care plans for their patients uh, based on certain inputs about the patient's lifestyle. And then that care plan's auto-generated can be modified. And then you can push that as a mobile app uh, to the patient. And the mobile app is really anything and everything patient needs to receive cardiac rehab in the function in the comfort of their home. What the app does is it, it breaks down that complicated care plan, which consists of exercise, education, of medication, into simple daily tasks that the patient needs to do. And then it effectively it, it's like a coach and a cheerleader for the patient. So if the patient completes a few tasks, it rewards them, it praises them, and it also conveys that information back to the nurse. The app also analyzes patient information and then highlights any uh, potential areas of concern that the nurse needs to check in on. And so when the nurse, when they sign in every day, they actually see a list of patients and potential problem areas for each patient as well. So it's actively uh, prompting me. It's telling on me. If I don't do my work, it's saying, hey, CW hasn't done his exercise or logged his exercise. Yep. And it brings that uh, level of accountability. And we found that actually with patients, that uh, really does help in uh, promoting compliance as well. If they know in their Friday afternoon phone call, they're go- the nurse is going to uh, pick on that uh, the fact that they didn't do exercise, they're more likely to do it. So they want the uh, gold star. They internalize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's true. Yeah. So obviously, with heart disease, I mean, it can involve some younger people for sure, forty and under. But uh, most of what we're talking about here are are, are going to be forty somethings, fifties, and on up uh, in age. Are you finding that the technological side of things they're able to adapt to this uh, in terms of being able to? I assume they're using like a smartphone or perhaps an iPad or other mobile device to be able to interface, or possibly their PC or laptop. Are you finding the adoption rate and the ability to? become tech savvy enough to work it is there yeah so let me address this in two questions uh, in two ways the first is the adoption rates right so um the what we found in our patient populations is as of today roughly half of all uh, uh, cardiac rehab eligible patients own smartphones and that number is actually increasing by 30 percent year on year so all, uh, boomer demographic is essentially the one of the fastest growing markets and they're, they're taking to smartphones like, you know, fishes to water, basically. 
And uh, the uh, what we're finding is uh, particularly in the uh, regardless of age, actually, what we found in our initial trials. Uh, that there was no correlation between age and compliance or app usage. Uh, the 80-year-old uh, heart failure patient was just as likely to use and use the app regularly as a, uh, a post 35-year-old heart failure patient. And so the I think the bigger issue is how do we bring in that inner champion, that uh, the, the cardiologist or the nurse who's actually telling them that this is a good thing for them, it's good for their lifestyle. And that has been the more important predictor than uh, just the, the than the technology by itself. The technology by itself has been very taken to very favorably by this patient population. And that that brought up a a question I was thinking about from the piece I was reading from the American Heart Association. And one of the top reasons why it talked about the first thing it mentioned, as far as why patients don't get involved with cardiac rehabilitation, is the fact that they may not even be told about it. Uh, they may not get referred for it, um, or if they are referred, they're not necessarily having it driven home, this is really important and you need to do this. It's not just something that I tacitly recommend. You might consider some cardiac rehab. I assume that based on what the American Heart Association is saying, that the doctor or the PA or the nurse practitioner, whatever the case may be, needs to be saying, harsh, this is really important. I need you to do this. I'm going to help you get enrolled, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, that is definitely one more reason, I think. Uh, and both the American Heart Association and uh, ASCDPR are working hard to um, uh, you know tackle that issue. I think referral rates were, at, uh, I think even five years ago, they were like 50%. So only half of eligible patients even got referred mm-hmm. to their, uh, or even told about cardiac rehab programs. Um, and I think what they showed was, uh, uh, there were a lot of articles by leading cardiologists, uh, Dr. Andy Thomas from Mayo, for example, who talked about the importance of referral rate. And now it's actually as high as 70%. But another issue that was found is even with, these referrals, the rate of participation was still low. That kind of shows that those barriers still exist, Um, the issues of cost and convenience, and also the issues of uh, maybe the referrals aren't strong enough. Maybe the doctor is not saying, um, uh, you you should do this, but they're like, hey, you you should consider this. I think definitely there's a lot of scope both in increasing the volume of referrals, but also maybe being stronger in this. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's also the cardiologist in their best judgment feels like uh, uh, this is not, uh, there's no facility nearby. It's not going to make a difference, right? So that, that's another issue. But that's also why I think a com- like the kind of stuff we're doing where we increase the convenience factor can play a role. And perhaps, and that's something we will explore uh, to see if this option is available, which is more convenient. Uh, does it, and the evidence shows that it actually works. Do cardiologists like to Will referral rates go up? That's the, that's the question. I think that remains to be answered. With regards to that discussion around the patient education component, that that one, we need to deliver the message too that it needs to be enthusiastic and clear that this is potentially one of those things that could be life-saving if you do this. Do you get involved in that process? I know that Moving Analytics has been around for, I think, around three years or so. So you've got some clients underway who are utilizing your platform. How are they tackling that? Because obviously having access to your technology platform that would make it more convenient and simple for a patient to participate, doing some things um, on their own uh, around a care plan developed by one of those cardiac rehabilitation providers, how is that, how is that piece coming into play when, a, when you're talking to, say, a hospital or a health system that's going to implement this? How, how do, do, they, do they include that 
addressing that important component, hey, we have to educate our providers, one, that this platform is available, but two, that we've got to really hit hard on our patients that they got to participate. Do you, do you all at, at Moving Analytics get involved in that conversation at all, or, or is that more on the hospital and, and healthcare system side of things? Well, um, th- I think the best answer to say is it depends. Uh, yeah. So, you know, a lot, uh, there are a lot of, for example, uh, Kaiser Permanente, which has implemented a version of multi-fit in their system. Actually, the referral rates, I think, are almost at 100% because they are an integrated payer provider. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been a great factor in the fact that they have something like uh, 70 or 80% adoption of uh, cardiac rehab. In that, in, that's the number of patients that use cardiac rehab. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think a lot of hospitals are now, uh, uh, whether they like it or not, are transitioning to this kind of integrated model because they're being forced to by uh, some of these bundle payment models or uh, value-based payment models. And uh, what they're seeing in the space is as, uh, as that integration is happening, uh, they're trying to identify these inefficiencies and they're seeing that referral rates are definitely one way by which increasing referral rates is one way by which they can uh, tackle the issue of readmissions. Right? So giving patients more access to understanding about uh, what cardiac rehab is and giving patients access to that is definitely a way by which they can uh, reduce their readmission rates in the population. Having said that, I think there's still a lot of hospitals where the outpatient facility doesn't even talk to the cardiology office. And the, the only uh, link is that office there inside the hospital. They get the outpatient facility just get, gets the patients that they get. And if patients bought before, they have no means of controlling that. Yeah, they don't um, even know they're and there, yeah. What we're trying to do, I think this is something we may consider down the line, where we actually make it easy to... Uh, at, at least have a fo- initial phone call from the outpatient facility uh, for the patient, saying uh, so where they give the opportunity to uh, essentially sell their cardiac rehab and yes. of their cardiac rehab, and that's something we, we are adding. We aim to add on um, in the next uh, year or so as a kind of referral program as well. Having said that, hospitals are already transitioning to that space. Yeah, that's the other side to it. So when it comes to deploying the moving analytics platform to help foster greater utilization of the cardiac rehabilitation services and compliance with those plans to reduce um, readmissions and, and additional cardiovascular events. What's that relationship like? Is it, how do you, is it a, like a per seat license? How does the, how does the business side of this relationship work for the organization that's going to implement this? So depending on what the hospital likes, um, first we do an analysis of their practice, what are their goals? And we really try to understand that. So, you know, we don't want to force uh, any random solution down their throat. We, we want to essentially see that we're actually providing value for them. For some hospitals, it is increasing participation in classes. Uh, for other hospitals, it is just, you know, having a more uh, engaging program that augments their existing program. So, and each hospital is different. And what we do is we understand that and we quantify it. And then we come up with a rollout plan that's specific for that hospital is personalized and we connect you to an account manager who's responsible for delivering that plan. Um, and what we do is we say, you know, depending on uh, what the goals are, uh, we charge based on volume. So it could be uh, a fixed license fee for each patient that's enrolled uh, and we would go at risk with you on that front. Or we would charge you a subscription, a monthly subscription. You can just enroll as many patients as you want up to a certain limit. So, and each hospital prefers that has their own, you know, favorite flavor, flavor of ice cream. So uh, <laughs> yeah. the pick that based on what they do, we charge that, uh, we charge that appropriate amount. 
And really, like the goal for us is, you know, uh, we want to make a difference to your practice. Uh, it is not like just a generic solution that can be useful. And sometimes we've had to turn clients away because we've, we just didn't feel we could provide any value to their practice. So that's basically how we charge right now. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the fact that we're talking about significantly increasing the participation, we're going to grow the cardiac rehabilitation business line. Yep. Oh, by the way, by doing that, we're going to improve patient outcomes, reducing the readmission rate by as much as 30%, possibly even more. Oh, by the way, each time those patients come, there's revenue generated. So clearly the cost of having this platform in place is going to be more than offset both by first patient outcomes being improved, um, which is a fine way to actually earn some revenue is is the patients actually getting better and, and seeing their health improve for for that expenditure that they're making. So uh, it, it would seem to me that it's a fairly easy decision to deploy something like this to try to affect the outcomes in this patient set. Yeah, and and uh, and and they're giving you an evidence-based program. As I mean, this is a program that's been validated at Stanford University. It's a standard of care in the Kaiser Kaiser system, which is one of the top systems in the country. And uh, they're giving you access to that quality evidence-based program that's actually been proven to reduce readmission rates by uh, as high as 87% mm. uh, in, in, for your practice. And so we can give you the benefits of that right out of the box. And that's, I think, the you know, main value proposition. Like, you know, we give you better access to care for your patients. We help you potentially earn additional revenue and prevent readmission costs. And, you know, everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, and, and uh, we want this to be sustainable um, and uh, not a loss leader. Uh, for all of our clients. And sure. that's a big aspect in how we roll out to them. So. so one of the things that we always try to identify for the guests that we have here uh, on the Health Connect South Radio show is what do you need? Are you looking for partnerships or collaborations, whether it's a B2B2C type relationship that would help you get greater awareness on a wider scale faster? Or are you still looking for funding resources for the for the business as it's growing? What Are there are there resources you sit around the boardroom going, geez, if we only had this kind of partnership or this kind of resource, what what, what would that be, if any? Well, I would say definitely, um, you know, working with more providers. Uh, you know, that is, I think, where we can. Uh, what our biggest, uh, um, I wouldn't say concern, but necessarily our, our biggest uh, value impact can be. Um, so we're definitely looking for provider partners, uh, particularly those who are uh, in a model two uh, bundle payment system. Um, or uh, in a value-based purchasing system. Uh, and we'd like to work with you to uh, reduce the admissions and uh, save the admission costs in your patient population. Um, and obviously, any kind of cardiac rehab facility who's interested in enhancing and augmenting their uh, program with, uh, you know, and a home-based program, we'd love to talk to you. And, uh, you know, for us, uh, it's as much about learning from you as it is about giving value to you. And uh, I think that would be, like, my number one request you know, people whom we can work with and collaborate with. Is the client a physician practice as well as a hospital slash health system, or do you focus more on engaging at that hospital or and or health system level? Um, as of today, we work primarily with hospitals and our health systems. Okay. Um, but I do know that there are a couple of physician practices that do have their own cardiac rehab programs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell them, for the folks that are listening, where to go to get more information about Moving Analytics, the platform that you're providing. It's got some great uh, information I know on your website. Talk about the resources that you have from web to social media where people can get more familiar with what you're trying to do. 
Yeah, so I think definitely visit our website. There we have some big announcements coming on that website in the next week or two. It's www.movinganalytics.com. You can also follow our Twitter handle uh, at Moving Analytics. Feel free to reach out to me directly, uh, which is uh, harsh at movinganalytics.com. Uh, if you would love to uh, uh, learn more about what we do. And like I said, you know, we want to change this space. There are three and a half million people in the country who are eligible for rehab. And our mission as a company is not to rest until each one of them receives that rehab that they deserve. It's an admirable goal. I'm pleased to have you here so that we can play at least some small part in helping to get the word out about what you're trying to do. Harsh. I appreciate you taking some time. I think it's a, a cool uh, technology platform that you're putting out there. So um, hopefully you'll be able to get a few more of those health systems on board and really start to make a dent in the, the people that aren't today getting access to cardiac rehabilitation. No, it's my pleasure. And it, thank you for inviting me on this show. I'm really glad we had the platform to talk about what we do. If you are coming back and you're listening to the podcast and you've not done so already, if you look in the upper left-hand corner of the show page, you'll see the Apple logo there. That'll take you over to the iTunes store to the Health Connect South Radio Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us. And that way, each week when a new episode comes out, it's downloaded straight to your device, ready for your drive to work, walking the dog, whatever the case may be for you. And we hope you turn around and share this information with your networks, because as you can see, we're trying to broadly spread the word about these technologies and platforms out here that will help improve patient outcomes around our country. And we hope you uh, share that with folks. You never know you're going to put some information in in the hands of one of your friends or loved ones that really has an impact on their life. So we want to say thanks in advance for that. And Harsh and your team there at Moving Analytics want to say thanks so much for being a part of the Health Connect South radio show today. And we'll hopefully be expecting to see you all at the upcoming annual Health Connect South event later in the year. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. You can count on us being there. <laughs> That's a great piece of news. We'll have to uh, maybe do a little interview when, when you get into town here and we'll sit down in the studio sometime, talk more about things that you've accomplished since we last spoke. Thanks for taking some time and everybody out there who made us a part of your day today. We want to say thank you very much. Make an appointment to see us same time, same place next week. We'll see you then. 